Welcome to the Cousin Brew Show! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, buddy, we're back. How you doing? I'm doing good. <laughs> there seems to be an octave raise in the old Brew's voice. What happened there? I got a little pep in my step, man. Got a little pep in the step. I like it. Pep, like in, it. pep in the step. Yeah, no, that's what happens when you get kicked in the nuts on a five-unit bet on the Hawks last night. I uh, yeah, yeah. I went to the well t- t- one too many times there. Many times, yeah. That was a uh, thorough beatdown. Um, thorough. It was good. Thorough. I was I was with Skyler, my twenty-month-old, uh, and um, you know you can't pay attention to the game the way you would normally pay attention to the game. And, and I kind of watched that with one eye and I was like, oh, I don't really need to watch that right now. <laughs> That's yeah. uh, not going to be relevant. Yeah. Yeah. That was something that was interesting. Um, yeah. But, but but hey, how are you? It's been what? A month? <laughs> Has it, I thought, well, I Have we done a show? Th- we're on a monthly basis now, I think. Um, yeah, we had a couple in a row and then we did. Then we uh, what? We only missed like two weeks. Okay. Well, it felt yeah. like a month, cause it felt like a month. It did. Any time I don't hear that sweet, sexy voice of Bruce, the sweet, I know. sultry sounds of me. It's, yeah, <laughs> it feels like an eternity. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, no, we got a huge show, man. I mean, this is this is what this is what we uh, lift all those weights for. It's uh, you know four teams. <laughs> I don't lift any weights. <laughs> Just editor's yeah. note. I went to the gym. I've been to the gym twice in the last week. For oh, the yeah? First time. How's that and, going uh, for you? You know, well, I, I say twice in the last week, and that's misleading because it was probably like six days in between. <laughs> so, but, um, you know, hey, that's that's how people in the basketball an- analysis world, that's how they fashion their narratives. They just pick an endpoint that's real nice and an endpoint that's real nice, and they just run with it. He, he's he's shooting 80% from three from December 17th to um, January 3rd. It's the what oldest writer's the- trick in the book, and I see it all over the place. And, what happened uh, on the 16th, bro? Oh, yeah, he went 0 for 8. <laughs> Do you want to put that in there? Yeah, on both right. sides of the bracket. It's <laughs> the tricks of the trade, kids. Write them yeah. down. Yeah, yeah. With a old. But it was good. It was, it was, the gym was good. It was good. It was, it was oh. a lot heftier. So, um, yeah. It, it was good. You know, it wasn't too sore afterwards. It wasn't, didn't get too crazy. So. Well, that's yeah. nice. I hope one day to be able to get back into the gym. I, I've been recovering from two surgeries and doing lots of, uh, you know, just sort of hard, or, or, not hard, easy exercises. It's hard to fathom that these would be so hard for me, is what I was trying to say. Uh-huh. At any rate, let's talk some hoops here. We have um, two series. We have some coaching stuff that we'll see if we get to at the end. Uh, we missed the whole Philly thing, though. And... <laughs> That was wild because, um, I, I mean, I kind of thought the Hawks would win that series. Um, I, I wasn't, like, all in on I, that theory. I, I absolutely did not. So <laughs> It grew as the series went. And, um, you know, once they, they, the, 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 the Sixers put uh, Ben Simmons and Matisse Teibel on uh, Trey Young and even Lou Williams a little bit. And that worked out for a little bit. But then the Hawks totally figured that out, and there was no counter 
back from the Sixers to be able to deal with that. But but this is all about Ben Simmons, right? Like, well, it is and it is, and I think that I think that when you give up, would they give up a twenty six point lead and an eighteen point lead? I don't know if you could blame one guy for that. Um, it's I think as an organization, he's a big problem because you know he hasn't gotten any better. You know, I, I appreciate him. <laughs> Ain't that decide, the truth? You know, I, I appreciate him deciding to really. He was always a, I guess, a, a good defender, but this year he definitely decided that he made a mental decision that I want to be establish myself as one of the best defenders in the league, and he did that. And that's you yeah, know, any, anything to not work on his shot. I mean, yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> how how many defensive <laughs> slides can I do in one workout? that I don't have to take uh, any free throws. So, you know, but you he the problem is his cost. You know, you, he's a max guy. So you can't have your max guy afraid to take a layup. I mean, th- th- that's that's just not That was a really work. unfortunate play. The 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 pass to Tybal at the yeah. end. Like it really sort of just condensed all of the concerns into one moment that everybody could yeah. laugh at. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, you know, and again, we're not, I mean, like, I have not been on the, the bandwagon of, like, he's got to shoot threes, he's got to shoot threes, but he's got to shoot, he's got to shoot 10-footers, he's, he's got to shoot 15-footers, like, that's, that's not, you, I mean, you, even before the, there was a three-point line in the NBA, your guards had to shoot 15-foot jumpers, <laughs> even if you were on Wilt Chamberlain's team, you still had to shoot 15-foot jumpers, so... You know, they, they, there's something's got to go here. There was a great article, and I forget the writer name, and it's probably a little bit bad that I'm forgetting it, um, that went kind of behind the scenes uh, with some coaching interviews. I think, um, was it Jim O'Brien was an assistant at one point, and he gathered everybody in Philly and, and asked the coaching crew kind of what you said earlier. is like, can you guys name me one area that he's improved in? And they all yeah. sort of scratched their head like, eh, yeah, no. And then the article also dove into there was a shooting coach that the the Sixers wanted him to work with in the offseason one year. And then uh, his representation informed them that it was going to be a different guy, one of his guys that was yeah. going to work with him. And that guy probably you know, played video games with him all yeah. summer long. Yeah, how that work out? Right. You know, like, <laughs> and like, why don't... I'm sorry. Oh no, no. I mean, your whatever you're gonna say is definitely more important. Than what I was gonna say, but the uh, it, this really just exposed to me like you're you're a top guy. You get to kind of call your shots, you know. And I don't know what he's doing with. I can't keep up with the Kardashian stuff, you know. Like, I believe he's still in that orbit. I don't know exactly how, but I believe he's still. Someone had made a comment. That, about that, that orbit is undefeated. Dude, you don't tell me that. Tell me about it. You you don't come out on the you don't come out on the winning side when you when you're in there. I mean, they're efficient with what they do to dismantle athletes. <laughs> Where's the thirty thirty on this? Like, dude, that, just seriously. <laughs> I, can somebody reach out and let us know? Was there a Kardashian athlete moment where the guy, you know, hey, I, I, this has worked out for me. I have been a better yeah. athlete and a better person, and you know. <laughs> As an average player, you start dating a Kardashian and that led to a Hall of Fame career will not be one of the episodes of that 30 for 30. Like, Matt, Matt Kemp went from being like a, an MVP. Ooh, I got one. Devin Booker. He, he, 
Well, he left. <laughs> you gotta leave. You gotta leave it. But <laughs> we gotta leave it as soon as possible. <laughs> is is that like get out? <laughs> huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the the reality TV. Get out to visit to the Kardashians estate. <laughs> the Kardashian compound. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, I mean, they tried to kill poor Lamar Odom. I mean, <laughs> he's out there getting his ass whooped in in a boxing ring. Uh, Wait, what? I, I, have you I seen him box? I ever get? I actually, I think he won. I, I don't want to put that on him. I, I don't know who was Aaron somebody that he was boxing. The, the guy uh-huh. was like five foot eight and, and oh. he kept, so his strategy was to keep spinning. <laughs> Go check it out. It's the little guy. No, Lamar just stood there and kind of threw punches, but the little guy kept spinning, you know, like, like yeah. always spinning. It was, it was good. Go look it up. Um, yeah, no. So, so, but Ben Simmons now is like the talk in the NBA, at least outside of you know playoff stuff. Um, of course, Sacramento wants him. Yes, I mean, yes, that's hilarious on maybe, so many levels. Maybe since maybe uh, Philly since what's his name uh, since uh, what's the kid that the, the good rookie uh, Halliburton <laughs> since he didn't win. Um, since he didn't win the rookie of the year, maybe they can Philly can talk him into like he's trash. Send them over here for bits. You know, it's more kind of like they've been talking about Buddy Heald for so long, the the, the Philly uh, Sacramento connection, if you will. Um, yeah. He and Bagley. It's like the Kings are going to get rid of you know whatever you think about those two guys. And Bagley has been on social media like liking posts about getting traded, and he took his sack stuff off. <laughs> Which is just its own brand of hilarious. And then, of course, that meant it was open season for Sacramento media personalities to just tee off. Yeah. Like, they had to wait until that moment, though. You know, once it was like the all clear was there, they uh, they hit the go button on that stuff. Um, but, but where does Ben Simmons land is a question. I, one of our shows, the Hoopball Lakers show, I, I don't even know the rumor. If there was a rumor or if they're just speculating, uh, talking about what about Ben Simmons in L.A.? I mean, you got and the and the clutch representation did meet with Philly, so like that meeting must have been like, okay, you're gonna try to trade us wherever you want. We're gonna say no, respectfully. Hell no, we. I don't want to go to Sacramento. You know, like, can you imagine Ben Simmons wanting to go to Sacramento? Like, and and the funny thing about the Sacramento stuff is they're like, he's not gonna touch the ball ever. <laughs> He's going to play power forward and just make plays. You know, it's kind of how they're pitching it in their articles. You know, yeah. um, I, that, that's all he can do. That's all he can do. He's not but, a point guard. He's 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 he, they need to he needs to be used a little like, you know, like you use uh, the Joker up in Denver. Just, you know, put him at the high post at best and like have him work from there. He's not a point guard. Well, but, I, but I, he's right? paid like uh, he's paid like he's a point guard. He's yeah, but he's been yeah, he's, sort of treated he's like that. Green. He's Draymond Green, you know, like that. He, he can't shoot. Yeah, that, imagine, that, imagine that. Everything you hear that in your life, he's Draymond Green, but he can't shoot. I mean, that's, compared that's to this version, the one that can't shoot at all right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, he's he's rookie. He's a worse shooter than rookie Draymond Green. Like, he's a worse shooter than to the present day Draymond Green. Well, yeah, well, this this present day Draymond Green's a much better shooter. Rookie Draymond Green couldn't hit a sixteen footer. 
but he was still. I'll give you that. Light years ahead of Ben Simmons. <laughs> so. I, like okay so you take the ball out of Ben Simmons hands alright cool like you got a guy that like the defense I mean they had Danilo Gallinari covering him and basically just wandering around the court which is good for Danilo because oh, yeah. that's all he can do you know Gallinari is out there looking like Dennis Rodman out there Gallinari is out there looking like like Nemanja Bialica like so many times I've looked and I've been like wait Bialica oh wait no that's Gallo uh but I mean, that's the thing. So like, all right, so you're going to take the ball out of his hands in the half court. And then he's just going to stand there. Like, I mean, whatever, whatever team we're talking, like Sacramento is funny because you got Fox, who's supposed to be the guy, Halliburton, who you want the ball in his hands because he's going to do something smart with it. You know, the, that's, you know, that's, there's only one basketball. So the, the, in L.A., like, okay, the LeBron, I mean, of course, the LeBron connection comes to mind, right? And I do think if he goes somewhere, he's kind of got to go to a contender, right? Because if, if you're a team like the Kings and you're going to spend whatever percentage of your cap on Ben Simmons. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's you might as well just start tanking now. Yeah. <laughs> Is the, yeah, here's the, the it, I mean, like, the, the L.A. thing I think is funny. I think that if they could, there could be all the connection they want. Like, he ain't going to be in L.A. LeBron's not, LeBron's not going to want that guy in L.A. Mm-mm. Like, he can't help LeBron win. He can't help LeBron win, you know? Like, that. that's the first, I mean, if that was the case, they would have had Carmelo Anthony when nobody wanted him, right? Like, you know, he he's not going to go there. They're not going to put him there. And, and let, like, the reality is he's just not good. Okay? Like, let's just, there's no, this whole thing about where we're going to trade him, who the hell wants him? You know? <laughs> who the hell really wants Denver, him? Denver, you know, the Denver guys, I get a couple um, people that I chat with in Denver, they kind of have, I, like, I think Denver could work because you got Jokic there, right? You know, he's, a, he's the ultimate five to spread the floor, you know, because he can make all the passes and he can shoot. And, <clears throat> and then, you know, He's kind of unselfish, so like if Ben makes a couple plays or plays on the ball, you know, he, he's probably okay with that. Um, they need more defense. I, I they kind of need to take a shot too right now. Here's my issue with Ben Simmons going there. Like any any time, like what? Okay, on the offensive end of the court, is there anything that he does better than Joker? Anything. No. No. So I mean, why, maybe a dribble drive to the hoop to a strong hand. I don't know. Maybe. But, not you know, like, there's no reason to take the ball out of his hand. I'm, I'm rest. Not ball rest. His, you could I'm go not, rest. Yeah, but you're not going to pay. The, the, the money is the issue. If you said Ben Simmons was making $10 million a year, I'd be like, yes. Get him to Denver. <laughs> you know? But... He's he's making too much money, so you you can't take the ball out of, of Joker's hands. You're not gonna take the ball late game out of Jamal Murray's hand. He's useless. He's uh, useless. I'm, I'm on your side with this. I'm just trying to be nice. I think <laughs> no, I know. to the Den- to the Denver people. But and it's you funny know, too because had- Portland's popped up in conversations as well because like C.J. McCollum's money would match enough, you know, to make that. And so you ask yourself, all right, you want to run it back with C.J. You, you've seen that not work a bunch. Or do you want to add Ben Simmons yeah. and just, like, hope? Right. That would be better. But, again, 
do you think that a team with Ben Simmons as your second best player is going to win an NBA championship? No, not even how close. Third? How about fourth? I think a I, fourth. If he's the fourth best player, you might be in a position to win a championship. So, you know, it's tough. They, they, I mean, and this is what you get paid, and then you also demand that role. You know, and yeah. And, and that's the part where I don't know how he handles. Like, I think for him, he's got to like really get the mental thing figured out on, you know, why, why are you yeah. not shooting? Is it, you know, like, is it fear? Is it entitlement? Because you think that you get to play a certain way because you're Ben Simmons and you know, everybody's catered to you your whole life. Like what yeah. is, what is it that's causing that? Um, but yeah, no. Cause like you can't, you, you, you cannot, make that much money and be that way yeah. anywhere in the league yeah <laughs> <laughs> so except I mean, for sacramento like, sacramento actually like to me is the most hilarious landing spot because they're they're kind of stupid enough to do it and you yeah. know desperate enough to do it and um the philly thing has already kind of or taken shape a little bit yeah. um you know what's kind of funny too and we're spending way too much time on this, but, you know, this whole idea of, like, being in a big market and, like, you know, want like, it's not like Ben Simmons is dripping with personality either. You know what I mean? Like, people are always like, we got to get this guy here so he has opportunity to, like, he's not funny. You know, he's not like he's like. You know, so we just we that, just took it there, huh? <laughs> well, I mean, it's just like because that seems to be such a concern for so many agents and people's representation is like we gotta get him to new york because what's he gonna do he's not like it's like blake griffin or somebody or like you know somebody or you know who's the big giant dude on dallas you oh, know bobin yeah bobin you know he's no bobin like he, oh, nobody's like, a bobin let's let's just be like, real there but i'm just like and he's not and he's not so he's not so he's not so like crazy introverted like Kawhi, where you can just play off that so it's like this whole idea, like, if he's in L.A., he's going to be on every commercial if he's good. No. No, he's not. He's not. We, we already know that the only person who can act in, in NBA seems to be Chris Paul, right? <laughs> hey, it definitely ain't Kelly Oubre. Well, ain't Kelly Oubre? And it's sure. And like, I haven't seen that I mentioned anywhere. I, I just had to get that off my chest. Whoever wrote that ad for CarMax yes. just got to oh, get fired. Terrible terrible first of all and then the agent that that green lighted that like how did you let your client walk into that well i think anytime when you when you're on a when you're when you're the star of a commercial and they got to tell you yeah tell everybody who he is (laughs) he's not he's not a very big star i I didn't know that was kelly uber i watched kelly uber play all the time Yes, it was quite obnoxious. Uh, let, you, you want to, let's, t- uh, the, the Ben Simmons stuff is interesting, I think, just because it's got a you know, got a title contender sort of in Philly, um, and the, the, the just the hype and the expectations, who he is, all that stuff. Very interesting stuff. Good luck in Sacramento, Ben Simmons. <laughs> You're gonna need it. <laughs> okay, let's talk Hawks and Bucks, and let's spend yeah. like 15 minutes on it, um, and we'll do the same for. Uh, that other series um so wow they got their butts whooped last night um which comes off the heels of looking like they were not world beaters but like they could 
be the better team, you know, between the two. Um, you know, they had played Brooke off the floor with the, the Trey Young pick and roll pretty effectively. Um, just sort of beat them to the punch everywhere. Um, you know, Drew, I thought, was pretty good, even though, um, you know, like he's very hit or miss offensively. Um, Middleton, even when he has bad games, I feel like he's not a problem for the Bucks so much. You know, his tempo's good. And then Giannis is the guy that, you know, everybody's got the bullseye on his back right now for the way he plays. And then they come out in game two, and Giannis does a lot of the stuff everybody wishes he would do more of, going down to the block, doing the crazy... I mean, that that dunk slash... It was going to be a dunk, then turned into a finger roll. That thing was amazing. Some of those spin moves with the up and under uh, releases, you just kind of laugh because it's like, how do you defend that? Um, So everything was hitting on, on all cylinders in game two. Uh, I watched, like I said, from the the child uh, care perspective first, but then I did go back kind of frame by frame because I wanted to know, like, is this stuff that you should expect to continue or what happened? And I saw a lot of different stuff, um, but what did you see, sir? Well, do you expect it to? Well, I had the, the Bucks in six, right? So do I expect it to continue? Not next game. I, I, cause, because the Bucks, you know, Charles Barkley called them the dumbest team in the league. I'm not going to go that far, but they don't think. They don't, they ignore success. <laughs> so I, I guarantee you, I'll be shocked if they go into that crowd. It's going to be rocking in Atlanta. Love that they're crowd. Gonna, they're going to be, it's going to be intense. The Bucks will act as though they won Game Three by by nothing 40? but you know. <laughs> well, they're gonna they're gonna act like they won. The reason that they won the game is because they hit a bunch of uh, you know pull up you know contested three point shots with with 17 seconds on the shot clock. I, I fully expect Giannis to shoot six threes. <laughs> I fully expect <laughs> them to go revert back to you know not doing any sort of coverage on on the screen and roll and putting up another bad game you know like i i was a little disappointed at atlanta because they've been very steady with their play they've been doing the same thing playing with the same energy and and, you know they've been you know stepping it up when they face adversity they've been you know altering things i really didn't know why uh why mcmillan decided to sit on all those timeouts in the first half when they were making that oh, big run. I, I'm glad you brought that up. I haven't seen that anywhere. I mean, that was awful. I, I was like, it was I, I, I was like, are you really just trying to like send a message to these guys like that you hate them? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like he, he's letting them get on this run. I mean, if, if the run is real and like, say your guys just don't have it, right? There's no way they're going to come behind. You call the timeouts, you put them in the, you, you got to keep it to like 19, right? Like you can't just let it get, just keep on ballooning, you know? Cause then even if you don't have any timeouts, if they come out in the, you know, you're down 19, you're down 18, they come out in the first three minutes, they hit a couple of threes. Now you get a ball game. Now you're letting the, the, the weight of the game affect Milwaukee. And maybe you can get, you can steal this thing. You've done it, but he just sits there. And let's let's the thing get to thirty, and you're like, okay, well, I guess. I'd like to interject for a second. Like, 
everything they did was stupid. <laughs> I mean, oh. like, and I say that kindly because, like, I think they've all done a great job in the playoffs. Yeah. Like, it, it was one of these things where, like, you just watched and you're like, oh, that was dumb. Oh, that was dumb. That was dumb. And so, I, I mean, I, I kind of, I've put, I think I've pieced it together sort of like how and, and why. And, and it's very complicated. I don't even know if it's good for a podcast format because it's almost like play-by-play. It, everything yeah. fed into the next thing. Like, you know, there's just like an over-optimistic offensive outlook to start, you know. And, and you know, just a little bit of forcing here and there. And, and then the next thing you know, like the way that Drew Holiday is influencing Trey Young is getting him to the wrong side of the to the co- wrong side of the court, you know, and then Clint Capella is running up and setting the screen to the wrong side of the defender. And now Trey Young is driving into three defenders with literally no chance of success, you know? Like there's just and so like that stuff just kept tipping and tipping and tipping and 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 you got into the bench and Gallinari was oh boy. Like I know they need that. They need his offense. He's got to be out there, you know, but not if he's that bad. Um, yeah. But but just like decision after decision after decision, the, the McMillan one and, and then the way they were icing pick and rolls, I thought was really. Uh, I, I understand icing pick and rolls is like, you know. Maybe I'm a little slow. I don't know what icing would pick it up. Just sending the defender to the sideline. That's all. It's a fancy term for that. (laughs) (laughs) And it was it was popularized by Tibbs standing on the sideline and screaming ice, ice as loud as he could to the point where you think he's gonna have a heart attack. Um but like so you do that, right? And the ball handler you're just conceding the baseline or sideline drive. And so the ball handler, if you don't influence that really well they can just turn the corner go right to the hoop or if you leave a big fat uh bounce pass you know to the to the rolling man they have a big fat roll to the hoop you know and but the the idea is that you get the sideline and the baseline there you know as extra defenders and and it cuts the floor down and you know people are making passes skip passes you know that, that they can't make um so that part was bad for the Hawks, but they they couldn't attack Brook Lopez because Drew was a maniac out there. Um, sometimes when I watch him play, I'm really frustrated because like the shot selection is either really bad. He passes up wide open shots like all the time. I I, I don't never understand that. Um, but man, and defensively, sometimes it's just like I don't know that there's another better than him yeah. on the ball. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's like scary, you know. <laughs> they could like how would yeah. how would you, how would one handle this? Um, Trey's as good as it gets, kind of in that department, being able to keep somebody, you know, respectful in that situation. Um, but they're they're coming up to screen you know, to get Drew out of there. But they don't have a plan, at least in game two. They didn't have a plan for what are we going to do next after that. And uh, 
that just was like the first, I think that's the tipping point, you know? Um, they never got Brooke Lopez off the floor. And when that guy can stand out there and just shoot threes, the Bucks become really scary offensively. Um, so I don't know. What, where would you go if you're the Hawks, game three? I mean, granted, you've, you've said that Milwaukee's just going to come in and junk this thing up. You know, <laughs> where, where do you go? Uh, you know, in case they don't, which uh, Tyler likely, but even if they do, I mean, they still, the margins are small, right? Like, Milwaukee could go in there, play a bad game, and still be very much in the game. Like, you know, that's, that's, that's very, I think, you know, they're the better team um, overall. So they can play horrible and still be in position to win. If you're the Hawks, I mean, you got to play a full game. And I think maybe that's just the next step of, you know, maturation is that, you know, you look at throughout this playoff, they haven't played too many complete games. You know, they've stolen, what, four or five now? that <laughs> They've been down and way out. Um, they've got they've got to play a full game. And that is kind of the valuing of those possessions, right? Like, they can't, everybody can't heat check. Okay? You already got, you got one guy that's allowed to heat check. You got one. Everybody else got to play within themselves you know like fine you know john collins when the they were going on a big run he finally like caught the ball like you know a foot inside the corner three and kind of dribbled in and posted and really just had this awful kind of like i'm not shooting the ball unless i'm four feet from the (laughs) hoop and he did and he made it you know and it was like he, he understood, I mean, unfortunately, they were down 35, but he understood at that time that we have to score, you know? And so he wasn't going to settle and he scored. Well, that, that's got to be their thinking, you know, more. I think that, you know, if the, the, the game one, I thought, I don't even know if I want to go. I mean, that was, I guess that was attacking Brooke Lopez, but like, it just didn't, it wasn't even just Brooke Lopez. Like, that was clearly their plan, right? To just let. Well, I mean, <laughs> actually, I mean, I thought they put like almost fifty on Brook Lopez uh-huh. in that game. Say again. I thought they, I thought they put like almost fifty on Brook Lopez. It seemed like that, but they didn't do a whole lot much. But Bobby Porter, so whoever they were putting out, they didn't seem to do much better. I mean, they didn't seem that they didn't seem that they wanted. For some reason, they they just wanted to make sure that after these four years that. To make sure that Trey Young really was as good as a shooter as he as he uh, seems to be, <laughs> you know, like no, like no other, t- like no other great. I'm sure like Mark Price was sitting at home going like, man, if they played me on the screen and roll like that, I'd be in the Hall of Fame. Right now. <laughs> you know, like, it was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that was absolutely ridiculous. Well, what, so, I, I find it funny. Like NBA teams do this all the time. They're, they're guys in drop coverage, and it's destroying them. <laughs> And they just let him do it. They're let like, him go. They're like, he he doesn't like to come up to the level of the screen. You know, that's not his game. So, have at it, guys. But, I mean, this is some troubling stuff. I mean, like even like there was a couple of like in game uh, game one, Budenholzer was a little finicky with like with using the timeouts. Like, is Buden like? Forget about the game. Like, if Budenholzer doesn't get through, the, I mean, what, what would it take for you to not fire Budenholzer? I was wondering if they won, if they would keep him. Like on, like yeah, if they win the whole thing. I I had the thought. I was like, do they keep Bud if they win the whole thing? 
because he's been terrible, right? Am I? Am I? Am I? No, you're not wrong, and it's every aspect of it. Every aspect. I laugh because I, I kind of like. There's like this thing about coaching, right? That like superstars do whatever the they want, right? And so, like, part of coaching is like, how do you get the superstar to do something that's not dumb, right? So that's like Giannis in a nutshell. That's off to the side. Everything yeah. else is still in play for Bud not doing a good job. Yeah. And so, yeah, there's your answer. I mean, the, 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 the Middleton, the Middleton against Brooklyn, the Middleton, uh, the Giannis Middleton screen and roll. They didn't know what to, they, they scored almost every time. What we, what we saw it like eight times. Like there was one game where they ran it like four times. He ran court, Jeff Teague out there in game one. <laughs> Against huh? the Haw- he ran Jeff Teague out there in game one against the Hawks. <laughs> well, actually, well, actually, were you were you okay with the Teague minutes? Because I I thought they were hilarious. Well, I I actually thought there was a place for him in Brooklyn in the Brooklyn series. I thought that they were just they needed something, and well, because they were staggering. I, I mean, and so a live body. There was, there was, yeah, I thought there was spots for him there. Um, but he's just, you know, like they, they run it like three. I forget what game it was. They ran it like three or four times. They scored, got really good looks each time. And then I probably saw it 10 more times for the series. You know, it was like, you know, like what what is it? What are you doing? There, there are like, coaches you know, that, and sorry to jump on it, that there are coaches that like really believe in letting the players and the game just flow. Yeah. It, and and it's stupid. wild to me. It's stupid. It is stupid because it's like, if you're watching and, and the crazy thing is like a point guard on the floor and I realize the game's different back in the day but like you know the game used to be really about picking apart bad matchups and the point guards yeah. of the yesteryear would basically just go at it over and over and over again <clears throat> and I get it the game's different now but you still don't abandon that idea of if something's yeah. working you keep going back unless you want to not like, I, w- I was laughing about the Brooke Lopez stuff because it's like, maybe the Hawks should pull back a little bit. Do you want to, like, give it away in game one? That, you know, you could just string them along a little bit, like a like a poker player, you know? Like, yeah. I'm just going to take a little bit of money off of you, but I'll do it every day. And, yeah, um, yeah no, no. That thinking is not <clears throat> prevalent in the NBA. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. But going back to, yeah, what you said, like, I think that, you know, booze, but, but is like, Booze, booze. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe to that the way he's been. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, he 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 looks. Oh, he looks Oof. like he's worse, worse for the wear. There, um, <laughs> this this not having to wear suits ain't helping him. You know. But, I, go on. I, I got. But, I could take us way off track. But they gotta like figure out because unless they win the whole thing. It's been pretty bad, you know. It's been pretty bad uh, from a coaching perspective. So. Hey, quick, quickly before we switch gears, Bobby Portis. Yeah. He, yeah. He's so. First of all, I mean, you kind of had to see him coming in this series, right? Like, he didn't play in the last three games of the last one, which was weird. I'll just say it. Um, but, another, yeah, another one. What are you doing? Yeah, um, and then so like I built that in, thinking like, okay, you know, that's probably not good for the Hawks. Um, and then he comes in and he just like punks them. He just punked them. And yeah. that is something that I'm wondering about with the Hawks 
is is it Solo Hill? Are you asking a Kung Wu to come in and 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 yeah. be that guy uh, as a rookie, not having played that much? It's not John Collins, I don't think. I mean, there was a point in time where Portis sort of shoved disrespectfully um, Collins. And Collins, yeah. like, he didn't back down. But somebody's got to snap at some point. And, yeah. and and he's got a lot of reputation for punching out people. But, like, yeah. you got to punch yeah. a bully back. Yeah, I, I think that that... Yeah, for that, because they do feed off it too, Milwaukee. So you, you're you going to have to find someone down. I mean, you kind of got to go a little hockey and maybe find mm. someone that, you know, maybe, it, maybe it's Tony Snell. You know, somebody that ain't going to play a lot anyway and got to hit that guy. Got to. Somebody, somebody's got to hit that guy because he's just walking around honking people with no fear and the and milwaukee's like yeah and they're like they're they're just we can do whatever we want because if anybody gets out of line we got big brother yeah tucker tucker too and there was a bunch of stuff tucker was just like the camera would catch him a couple times you know just right before the 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 whistle gets blown and the off ball or probably the uh, sideline stuff and he's just like He's working it, man. Like any cheap shot he can get in that's within the kind of the bounds of not getting called. Right. He's working those edges and and that's that's, you know, the mark of a good playoff team, you know, is to have and, those guys around. Um and the and the and the problem with particularly with those two guys is they're actual tough guys, right? Like they're yeah. like <laughs> They're they're tough guys. Like those are guys that NBA guys don't want to fight. It's not just like I give you a hard foul, you give me a hard foul, and it's all going to be good. Like if you're going to give Tucker a hard foul, he's going to give you a hard foul and ten more, you know. And he's going to be like you said on the sidelines, off the ball. Like you're you're asking for issues if you want to take it to the tough guy place, and so. Yet, you know, that's another adjustment. The Hawks, to make that next jump, they're going to have to, you know, find a, find a I'm, guy. I'm looking at their roster, and it is not looking good. I'm like, Nathan Knight, are you even active and suited up? I don't know. Oh, no. <laughs> but I'm not yeah. seeing it. Uh, yeah. Speaking of hard fouls, let's, let's pivot mm-hmm. over to Clippers. Their hard fouls have actually caused damage, like – the 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 broken nose to Devin Booker, um, just kind of the way that they've been banging, you know. Like if you're gonna get that foul and and you you're playing to win, you know, some of this stuff kind of even crosses the bounds of like like the Patrick Beverly stuff. I don't think is. It's hard to so I, I I believe in 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 tough borderline dirty play in the playoffs, but right. like his stuff is past that, and and I've actually defended him in the past. Like when he went at Russell Westbrook and the timeout and the knee injury, and all yeah. that, I didn't think that was dirty. Yeah, I thought that was a little dirty. Did you? Anyway. Okay, yeah, maybe I mean, maybe I, I, I was. It, I remember thinking at the time it was. Um, yeah, I don't know. 
I think maybe uh, I, I hadn't that, seen how I good he that, is with like his extremities, like kind of like getting big with them and creating that contact that if if you're saying that the Russell one was was dirty like the way I saw it I was like I don't know his knee could have collided like that you know sort of any no, number I, of ways yeah it just I don't know it just seemed like unnecessary I mean like that I mean I'm not for I mean I'm for getting every edge and stuff but like I don't know. It, it just seemed like I was also okay. irritated at the excuses that the OKC and the national media was making for that team. Well, With- that's fine. I mean, I, I just think you know, like if that was. I mean, I don't know. Again, this is where we were brought up. I mean, if my if one of my best players gets you know carted off, your best player gets to- carted off. <laughs> you know, gets carted off when he's trying to call a timeout. You know, there's no way that Patrick Beverly is not getting an elbow to his fucking jaw <laughs> the next time he goes in the thing, you know. But, you know, that's, again, that's something that the NBA doesn't take an account for. You know, doesn't, you know, you got Steven Adams on your team. I mean, like, you know, there's no way that they hurt Russell Westbrook. <laughs> and if I'm Steven Adams, I'm just like, I'm going to lose some money because that dude's not finishing the game, you know, but so I don't know. The whole thing was just because well, that was like there's certain decorum. I mean, like it wasn't like they had been successfully trapping and and, uh, and OKC was couldn't get the ball across half court. So you just keep doing that. Then the play happened. I mean, the guys going to the sideline to call to call a timeout. That's a widely accepted. It's, it's just something that you do in the <laughs> you don't like run over and try to steal it from them, you know? So that, that I just thought it was kind of but, but this is the game that the the Clippers have presented to the Suns is he's out there doing that. Yeah. And it really slowed them down in game 3. Um Chris Paul was bad, like real bad. Yeah. Um, I thought he was really, I think that was really where they kind of lost it. I thought he was trying too hard to get the rust off. Yeah, you know, I he was he really, really forcing his shot, and I thought that some of those were should a lot of those shots and a lot of things should have been touches for eight. And, because he, the, everything, the, every time he gets the ball, something good seems to happen, and it just, you know, it just wasn't. Um, he was just trying too hard. I have a hard time. Tired. What was that? I said Chris Paul looked tired too. Oh yeah, that's that you know, whole like was, COVID like storyline is wild. Yeah. Like I yeah. presume he was vaccinated. I think I read that somewhere. So yeah, like, I think, he, I think that's what Matt Barnes said. So theoretically, he didn't get hit as hard by it. <clears throat> right. I mean, a lot of guys like took a month or more to really get mm-hmm. their wind back, and so yeah. you just wonder about that aspect of it. <clears throat> there was mm-hmm. a benefit that he got a little bit more time for his shoulder, um, you know, to heal yeah. that up. But yeah, he was bad. And then I, looking back, campaign getting injured in that game, that which crazy to say, but kind of not. So 
I missed that. What 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 did he do? He you just I rolled missed. his ankle, and yeah. that's and he's probable for game four. Um, it sounds like a garden variety sprain. Um, yeah. But but this is kind of like you know they've fallen on campaign. You know like you know the foul comes, and then there's the. There was a couple in that game, actually. That game was funny. It turned in the third quarter in about a course of, like, five minutes. And yeah. in those five minutes, you had, like, I want to say, like, three calls by the refs that were just, like, terrible. Oh, shout out Scott Foster, by the way. Scott Foster. I cannot believe you're still refing high-quality games. He wasn't in game three. He was in game two uh-huh. when all hell broke loose. And if they hadn't won that game that would have been a storyline. Um, and he had a couple bad calls last night in the Hawks game that were like, there was a kick ball for one that like Trey, <clears throat> after he turned it over, he, he just like threw his hands up in the air and Scott, like, I don't know. What do you mean? He kicked it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and these yeah. things are like little momentum things, right? Like, sure. and, yeah. and, and so you compound it though, if you make mistakes on top of it, and then that five minutes, they did that. They had three, I want to say three ref calls go against them. And then they did like three stupid, stupid things on their own. And then next thing you know, the Clippers have their confidence back. And yeah. with their confidence, Reggie Jackson, you know, man, having a really good three-point shot can do something. Do something for your game. Uh, <laughs> Marcus Morris had his, you know, he had things going. Um, <clears throat> so they, they come out of game three with the win. Um, the broken nose for Devin Booker, like the yeah. mask. <sighs> Does he want to get hit again? I mean, he didn't no. say, <laughs> no, he doesn't because I mean, you can break it worse and then not be able to play. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he set that screen for eight and in game two. Shout out to Marcus yeah. Cousins. That was some of the worst on-ball defense on the sideline I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, that was... Um, that was very DeMarcus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, like, I don't know. Like, it was bad. I mean, I'm not trying to make excuses for the guy. But, again, I'm like, you got to take that. Um, well, don't you... You got to, have... like... It's, it's, that's a... That's a um, I don't want to blame Tyloo, but like that has to be somebody on that staff has to like make sure that he knows that there might be the, something that, you know, he hasn't been coached all that hard, right? He's not, a, he's not a fundamentally sound guy when it comes to the details of defense. So like somebody's <laughs> got to be like DeMarcus, you got to actually you know, don't just be big. You got to be angled because the only sh- thing that they could do is have a somebody run out to the three point line and a catch and shoot. That's the only thing that you're trying to stop. And somebody's got to tell him that he's got to go. Yeah. And they've got to actually stand up and put their body in the position that they want him in and show him. I, I mean, like, it, it seems like an obvious thing that he would know that, but, you know, this is not, we, they're not, people aren't getting coached like that anymore. <laughs> so, or yeah. they are, and he didn't listen. That's possible, but we don't know. We don't know. We don't know the answer <laughs> to that one. But, but here's it's the very, other thing about that play is the only thing, only thing you can lose on is what kind of happened there. 
So yeah. like I was thinking like you gotta like so for the vertical game it's all about who can jump higher and, and you got yeah. Zubach out there, you know, like he can't he can't do it. You know, he can't get yeah. to the high point. But Demarcus, for all the weird stuff he does, like in a in a one jump, you know, if he wanted to just jump up and touch as high as he could, he could have blocked that. So I was kind of curious about that aspect of it. It's like the, yeah, kind of look down the down the line. I thought, yeah, I don't know. I he got in. I thought Batoon was a little in no man's land too. I thought like he really didn't do anything. <laughs> he didn't really. He didn't. I don't know. He wasn't really. He wasn't even really looking. You know, he was so worried about Booker. And I guess I understand that. Um. I thought maybe some of the guys on the other side of the... I, I don't know. It was just a... DeMarcus has got to be in position, right? You got to make the pass hard. The pass wasn't hard. You know? The pass was <laughs> amazing, too. Like This was very hard. I wouldn't... I would, I would venture to guess that most high-end high school basketball... Like the, the, the guys at the best Nike camp all could have made that pass, right? High school uh, schools. Um, yeah, he, yeah. He, just big man if he had the height it just wasn't very hard he, he was just useless out there he was just I, I, you're right in that it was more chance that it just sort of almost grazed the backboard and it's funny like the the human body in these like kind of quick situations like you find the, the the right line like just sort of perfectly without thinking is what you know kind of happens with that stuff and that perfect line just happened to go right next to the side of the backboard so Maybe we are making a little too much of the Jay Crowder pass, you know, that it was like, I mean, people are calling it one of the big best postseason passes of all time, you know. I don't know about that. I mean, it was, it was, it was, it was a, I mean, he was, sometimes people are afraid to throw out leaves in that kind of situation too. Like, you know, like. Well, half the players on the floor didn't even know that it was a legal play. <laughs> That's what was even funnier. But like, sometimes the out of bounds guy gets the yips, right? When they when yeah. they when they when they guys roll into the hoop like that, and they're like, it's like they feel like it's a highlight play. It's like it's not a highlight. That's the play. <laughs> well, that's the play. Speaking that's, of that, that's, the, that the same thing happened with the Trey and and John Collins dunk off the backboard. Like right. that actually right. was the play. Like that's the play. That's the that was the smart play. It was the right play. <laughs> like the angles were yeah. absolutely correct. Right. You know, and so people get the yips on that. So I, I definitely want to. I mean, Crowder for, for not hey, giving yips and just. I, I wouldn't be. Definitely. I wouldn't be able to sleep at night if I didn't give John Collins his his props for wearing the shirt of him dunking on Joel Embiid to the press conference yeah, that, after the game. That was, that was like the fifth yeah. coolest thing from that night. And, and the best thing is that like he got off the phone like. He, as soon as he got in the locker room, he called his guys like, "Get me that on a T-shirt immediately." <laughs> He's cool, man. I like John Collins. And uh, talk about earning your money, man! Like the, the 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 team you play for didn't believe in you enough. They brought in Danilo freaking Gallinari to take your minutes, and you get out yeah. there and do that. Um, but back to the Clippers and Suns, like. I look at this team, or I look at this series, and I go, yeah, the Suns are just better, you know, by whatever increments, and it's just going to be like a matter of time before they unravel the Clippers. Am I wrong? Uh, yeah. 
I yeah, am wrong. I thought, yeah, I think you're wrong. I mean, not that they, not that they won't like. They're, Are you taking the Clippers? No, I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the Suns just because they don't have Kawhi, but not that they're like. I don't think that they're significantly better right now. I mean, they they the Clippers have had an opportunity to win each game. You know, I, I don't I don't see it as like. I thought that was kind of lucky, some, though. What? That 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 like those games they felt to me like they played way more to Phoenix's side, but then the score was like, you know, two point Phoenix lead, you know? And so you can look at that either way. You could go, well, you know, the Phoenix had to be that good to get a two point lead. You know, that's not good news for them. Or you could say they're about to bust out, you know, they, they should be at 10 point, you know, a 10 point advantage, you know, with the way that they're playing. I just think that, I just think that any time that you don't have your best player, and he's a top 10 guy and you're not blowing that team out or at least winning by double digits. I don't think that you're that great of a team. I mean, like for me, I mean, I know you they were without Chris time. Paul. They're without Chris Paul in those games. Yeah, but your best player, your best ah. player is Devin Booker. <laughs> your mm-hmm. best player, best player is Devin Booker, you know? And so I just, I just felt that there, there was, I don't know. I think there's some, there's a lot of, there's a lot of room for the Clippers to feel very confident going forward. And this is a team you don't want to have confidence because you got guys like Reggie Jackson who are just feed off of confidence, right? And he's playing really, really well. You have, I think that Ty Lue is a better coach than Monty um, as far as X's and O's and pressure situations and things like that. So I, I don't know that they're just going to unravel, right? And they have some tough guys, you know. You, you got, you got you know, some smart players. Um I just, I just don't see it as like a, that they're eventually because I don't think that like Phoenix is very very good and they're very very complete, but like and I, I know you picked them over the Lakers, but you know I I had I had the Lakers you know with very thin margins because of Anthony Davis he doesn't show up in Game One obviously because he has to take a game off every series, um, then you had <laughs> he came out like a beast in Game Two and Three, and they were winning in Game Four when he got hurt. You know, so I don't. To me, they're they're a complete team. I don't think that they're a championship team yet, but they, they might win one. <laughs> but I don't. I don't well, that's really the wild part about they, this season is like anybody could have won this season. Yeah, it's been so wide open. Weeks, yeah, it's really it's, wide open. It's it's wild and, but but. but I like the Suns. I do like the Suns in the series, just because I don't I don't think the, the, you. Take I'm worried about campaign, to be honest. Like this, this well, that, is that will turn it. That this this is it. the most underrate or under the radar thing going on right now. It feels like because he's the guy who can get to the rim. It almost will. It feels like sometimes. Um, yeah, he's he's confident in his shot. I haven't looked up his three point shooting percentage, but it feels like it's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you you gotta have. You got to have shot creation in this league, and, and Booker can obviously do that. I don't think Chris Paul can do that very much anymore. Um, he can do it in stretches with certain circumstances, but and I feel like there's going to be a point in time where he can put his foot on the gas when he gets all the way back up to speed, where he can actually maybe do that again. But like, I wouldn't bet on it. And then yeah, is he get back up to speed this series? I don't know. And but yeah. but it's the so like the campaign thing is big, but it, they've got these young like Cam Johnson, man. He has been so good. 
Yeah. Um, and he's bailed them out so many times. Um, yeah. You, you know, you look and, and you go, and Mikhail Bridges, second on Mikhail Bridges. Yeah. Holy moly, he's going to be good. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's something like, you know, everyone's like, just just one last Laker thing. Like, all these people are putting the, they're, oh, what are the Lakers going to do? Are they gonna get? Like, the the Lakers need young, bouncy legs. Mm-hmm. That That is, they need a six, seven, six, nine, couple of those guys who are just freaky guys that can bounce around the court and make things happen. That is what the Lakers are missing. Not, you know, all this stuff, they got to get Dave Lillard and all that. Like, you don't have to do all that. You need a Mikhail Bridges. You need somebody that can defend the three-point line, fly in and grab a rebound, his, kick it out ahead, and still beat people down the court and dunk the ball. That's what you need right His now. arms are crazy. Like, he did this, like, poke away from, like, 10 feet away the other day. It was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, he, yeah you just, he's, he's the man. But th- So it's like, you've got in Phoenix, you got these young, bouncy guys, just yeah. like you said, and it's the sort of the mass of them together sort of unraveling the depth issue that the Clippers have. And yeah, then, but then now you subtract pain. Okay. That's a little iffy. Um, he's going to play, but it's like, how, where's he at with his ankle? Does he re-injure it? Does Patrick Beverly fall on it? You know, um, on, accident, on purpose. Right. And, and, and that's kind of this team in a nutshell. You got, I mean, it was actually, um, Batum that did that, that that started that up. Um, mm-hmm. But you got Batum doing that stuff, Morris doing that stuff, Beverly doing yeah. that stuff, Rondo doing that stuff. By the way, yeah. play, playoff Rondo, you're not hearing any of that. <laughs> it's almost like if he doesn't play with LeBron and AD, he ain't good. Or yeah, or 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 KG Ray Allen and Paul Pierce. <laughs> like, <laughs> It's amazing. He, he, that's How the biggest grift in NBA history, by the way. Good, and good for him, you know? Like, I got to stop hating the guy. But good for him. He hasn't like, been good in he, 10 years. People just don't seem to understand that when, you, when you're drenched in Hall of Famers, that you could be pretty good. 10 years. I was like, I was about to do this tweet, and I'm like, yeah, you know, just yeah, lay off Rondo, right? I'm trying to be a kinder, gentler brew. And... Yeah, uh, no. <laughs> I tip my hat to the guy. I tip my hat. I mean, that dude has milked it. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, I love it. You know? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I mean, I've never even heard. It'd be like if all we ever talked about was, like, you know, Sean Livingston or something. You know? Like, <laughs> like yeah, okay, he's good in his role. <laughs> but, like, I'm not going to say, like, playoff Livingston because, he, <laughs> because he's got Steph even Durant. Clay, it's Draymond, playoff Livingston. You know? <laughs> I mean, like it's crazy. He he got like three <laughs> offensive rebounds for was it the Bulls? Yeah, it was the Bulls. And then the playoff Rondo yeah. thing happened. You know, it was, it was like okay. And then in, in in New Orleans, same thing. It's a couple offensive rebounds, a couple assists, and it is all playoff Rondo. Um, Play, playoff playoff Luke Longley. Playoff Luke Longley. Yeah. <laughs> Jordan Pippen brought what? No, playoff Luke Longley. That's that. Oh, <laughs> Pippen, man, he's out there, and I feel bad. I, oh. I saw somebody tweet that like he lost one of his kids, and then um, like ten weeks ago, something like that. Okay. Um, and then like the tweet underneath that was like 
was capping on like how many kids he had or something and i was like i don't even know if that's accurate but um like you know so this 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 is a guy hurting you know like i think he tweeted a picture of like of the first take talking about him and he was drinking like underneath the tv uh, it, it's been, it's been a wild week for for pippen and kevin durant yeah well you he should have known that uh you say something about Kevin Durant, you you know he you know he's he's on social media and all stuff. That's why people they, they say one two three Cancun. It's like one two three. I'm on social media eighteen hours a day, making sure no one's talking. Alex seven five three four one two one. I will show you. Oh man. Uh, okay, so we're. I think we. So let's let's. You you're not gonna. You're taking the Suns. I'm taking the Suns. <laughs> The stuns, yeah. Uh, you're taking the Bucks still, right? Yeah. I I don't. I mean, I've, but here, I basically have everything in my my uh, betting futures market is basically all Suns and Hawks. I got Hawks at like plus whatever. You could get them even higher now. They're plus fourteen hundred. They started at plus twelve hundred, so twelve to one and fourteen to one. Um, so I loaded up on 12 to 1 thinking, ah, they might win this. You know, they might beat the Bucks. So if I can have that, so like win like over 100 units, basically double whatever your bankroll was, I can, if they advance, then I can just sort of hedge my way to a lot of money was the, was the thinking there. Um, now you can get them at 14 to 1 after they split in Milwaukee, which is just hilarious, right? Like your odds are worse or you get paid more to bet on the Hawks after they go into the opponent's home and split, which is a good, desirable outcome. And I don't know if that's the 40-point game, if it's the honest highlights, if it's, you know, whatever that is, but the Hawks are incredibly affordable. I can't, or not affordable, they're incredibly, uh, uh, you can make a lot of money betting on the Hawks. But, like, picking... I'm still iffy. Like, I don't... I, I need to make a pick, right? I should make a, yeah. pick. make a pick. You can pick the Hawks. Don't be scared. I'm trying not to be scared, but I am scared. But I'll take the damn Hawks. We'll take the Hawks in... Let's make it fun. Seven. Here you go. How right. win it in Milwaukee? Because of the music they play at that arena. Is it bad or is it? Uh... I, I have a theory. The the smaller the market, minus Sacramento, those guys actually do a really good job with their music there. Yeah. The smaller the market, the worse the music. Okay. Um, are they, are they probably are they still playing the Macarena out there or something? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you say that cause thinking it's not likely, but I think it's likely. <laughs> actually, I think I think I might have heard that somewhere. OKC is, I think, the worst. Return of the man. Return of the man. They were going to do, they were going to put um, Kevin Werter, I can't not say his name in Spanish. Um, (laughs) They put uh, that up in Milwaukee, the Rick Roll. Did you see the Rick Roll thing? Uh, The Rick Astley, Kevin Herter? No. Oh, please. All of you, go out, do yourselves a favor. So after um, they beat the Sixers, a video came out of. It's basically just look up Kevin Werther and um, 
<laughs> and Rick Roll or Rick Astley, either will do. You'll get right to the video, and you're going to laugh your asses off. It's great. Um, okay, any thoughts on coaches? Um, we'll spend like five, ten minutes on this. Uh, we got... Dallas gets rid of Carlisle, stays with the gambler in the organization. I don't think we got to touch that storyline, but basically gets rid of wait, Donnie. Wait, wait, wait. Say, say it again. So Donnie Walsh, the guy that's run the, the Mavs for the... Donnie Nelson. Nelson. Donnie Nelson, pardon me. Donnie Nelson, thank you. Um, he's out after, like, basically they they went to the press and told them all about the gambler, uh, Haralibus Vulgaris. Um, who professional gambler got brought on by Mark uh, Cuban to be like an analytics guy, but his influence grew and then they get rid of the guy that's been there forever that Luca likes. Then they get, then Rick Carlisle takes off. Um, then they bring in Jason Kidd. Yeah. So that, I don't know if you have any thoughts there on, on those guys. Um, um, I don't know. I mean, I think he'll be a. I think kid. I mean, he'll be better than he than he's been. Um, but we'll see. Um, he's got you know, him and Luca. See the court very similarly, so we will. Um, we'll see what he's going to do. To me, this they're a roster issue. <laughs> you know, they got to get. They got to do something about. Getting... Porzingis? <laughs> yeah, I mean, they got to get Luca. Guess, guess who Sacramento loves, by the way. Yeah, let me guess. They're going to make it a Porzingis, <laughs> Ben Simmons, you know, just the who, 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 who other guy that I, I, I did a thing on Twitter where I asked the crowd, I said, let's figure out a worse match for Sacramento than Ben, than ben Simmons. And yeah. it was Porzingis. That was the only one. Yeah. So yeah, to me there, there's 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 a roster issue there. So they gotta they gotta clean up and get an actual good, really good player <laughs> to go along with uh, to go along with Luca. Um, I'm still like I don't know what jobs are out there still, but I'm I don't know what's. I mean I think I mean obviously you have to be connected. It seems there's a lot of politics obviously that goes into these coaching jobs, but I really don't know. Why Sam Cassell can't get a job? I mean, because Luke Walton has one. <laughs> yeah, I mean that, that kind of. I mean, like the, he kind of. Fit, you look at all the former players that have been great coaches. They're they're all role players, or even good. They're all you know role players that played on. Most of them played on championship teams. Most of them, um, you know, they're they're just role players played on championship teams played for a long time, played for great coaches. He he fits that role to a team. He's been assisting like pretty much since he retired, right? I mean, like, he hasn't really been he, away He's been doing it for a, a long time. I mean... And, like, I don't know if it's, like... Because I don't know if you, you hear... I mean, he's got kind of a... His voice is he's not, like, the most polished guy. So I don't know if this is just, like, the interview process that he doesn't, like... We all like, know the elephant in the room... Like, with this stuff the the decision makers are not hiring people that don't look like them yeah in in, in my opinion yeah that's part i mean it's part of it it's not all of it it's part of it it's not all of it but it's it's a it's a big part of it and i just like i mean i I mean hopefully the right the right 
I hope he doesn't, you know, this is the kind of time now he's been denied so long, he's going to take a bad job, right? And so when he, when he finally gets a shot, um, but I just think that, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of, kind of bullshit, quite honestly. He, um, he, yeah, he's, he should be on the top of all these lists, you know? Um, so like, anyway, uh, but yeah, we'll see with Dallas and then Carlisle goes to Indiana. That one kind of surprised me. I don't know. Um, I thought he would. I don't know. That, that surprised he me. He must have some pretty deep connections still there. That's that yeah. was because, like, I mean, yeah, there's players there, but like, it's not the yeah, it's not ideal. Like, I it mean, must I have been pretty bad in Dallas. Like, yeah, to yeah. to make I mean, that move. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think that. Cuban needs to be careful because you don't want to like ruin Dallas's brand. I mean, we we all look at them as one of the better organizations. You we know? got the Nike guy. I forget his name off the top of my head to be the yeah. in chart. And and a lot of people that I respect respect that guy. You know. Yeah. So but, it's I mean, but but what they've what he's done is also really odd. And that he's done the whole bring the whole bring the the glory years back, bring Dirk in, bring Jason Kidd in, you know that's I watched that up close in Sacramento and and I don't have great examples just off the top of my head for that being done around the league, but like to me I have not seen that work out. I don't. I can't recall. Like Magic Johnson didn't work out. Yeah, no, I mean, you I mean don't, it, isn't it just like low hanging fruit for not working out? Pretty much. I'm just trying to think of like, yeah. You, Correct you gotta, us if we're wrong. Yeah, peoples. you got to get, get pros, and, and, I'm, and again, I, I think you know Jason Kidd did the 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 right thing by going and sitting on a bench, and I think you know coaching LeBron is a kind of a spectacle that where there is a constant learning curve that you know two years <laughs> in a LeBron James organization anybody's going to be a lot better coming out of that you know like the BS that has to, that goes on and you know the politicking and stuff like you really really and you know you can make the you, you're just sitting back as Vogel takes the shots I think that he's going to be a million times better. I think if you if you can learn from a superstar like him, I think I don't think Luca's that not that complicated, you know. So so we'll well, we'll see. I mean, look, I'm, look I'm at how Ty Lue came out of that. You know, he, he's huh? look at how Ty Lue came out of that. He had like heart problems, but all the experience he gained <laughs> made him a really good coach. <laughs> He almost gave his life. Yeah, but Ty, but again, Ty Lue already fit the mold, though. Role player, played for great coach, played on championship teams with, with crazy superstars. Like, you know, he's all those guys. Phil Jackson, Pat Riley, Doc Rivers, Steve Kerr, Ty Lue. That, that's the mold of a, of a four. If you have a former player, that's the guy you want. The guy that's just like, just hung around the league forever. You know, had to, you know, 
sat next to Michael Jordan and Dennis Rodman, you know, like those are the guys that you want, you know, to, you know, Sam Cassell has dealt with, as you've seen Akeem Olajuwon and Vernon Maxwell, you know, in the same locker room, you know, like, you, you want those guys as your, as your coaches, if you're going to go the, the former player route. So I'm pretty um, sure there's three openings left and then maybe give me a to wash, right? Well, what? That would be interesting. You talking Cassell in Washington? I, I mean, I wouldn't. I mean, I, I think he'd take it, but I, I would, <laughs> that's a bad first job. <laughs> well, you yeah. Know? Well, then, okay. So New, could, New Orleans, I think, is could. still open. Um, Stan Van Gundy's out, but yeah, then yeah, that yeah. that job seems like a pitfall. Like I, Zion is like, he does not want to be there. That's just my opinion. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll we'll see if that can get turned. I I, I was. I was. I gotta say, I was surprised how how bad they were. <laughs> I just, well, I was hilarious. Like Stan Van Gundy. I mean, I read every AP report for every game this year. I don't know if that makes me crazy or what, but uh, literally, I want to say twenty, thirty, twenty to thirty times he said it after a game. My guy. It's basically some version of my guys are crap. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> They don't care about defense at all. Like that kind of that quote was there, yeah, and every time yeah. I just chuckled. I'm like, "You ain't wrong," yeah. you know. And so, uh, my thing for Zion is: if you don't play defense, you don't get to complain. Um, yeah, yeah. And but so like going into that job will be a pitfall because if he, that's if that drama doesn't resolve, that result in losing, it'll be pinned on the coach, and you will be out. Yeah. Um, Washington and then Orlando Clifford, um, you know, who knows what's going on there. Um, wait, did he get fired or did he? he no, they did the proverbial. Now everybody's doing the walking away thing, you know? Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. that's, uh, interesting. I think, I, I think Clifford is, he, he could handle should, another job if he wants it. He could, but I don't know. I don't really it's like a He's pointless a hire, like a pointless, right? Yeah. yeah, he doesn't move the needle. He doesn't like. He's a good coach. He might be better as like the old guy on the the old assistant. You know, he he he. I think might need to slide into that Dell Harris. You know, when he was with Dallas, kind of thing, mm-hmm. of like a guy that's seen it all, but is better as like the whisperer. You know, maybe not the heavy hand that the head coach has to be. Like he's the guy that after the coach yells at you, he he comes to the side and puts your arm around you. I think maybe that might be better because it just he just hasn't like he's a good coach, you know. It's not like he's a bad coach. I mean, you're not gonna you're not gonna see guys fall apart when, when you're who, coached by who him, wants but, to work for the DeVos Magic, like for the, <laughs> the DeVos Magic, the Orlando yeah. Magic owned by the DeVos yeah. family. I, it's so that jobs, those three jobs are open, and uh, then you had Carlisle filled in Indy. Stevens goes up to GM. We're not really going to talk about that, but they pick up Adoka. Everybody likes Adoka. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's solid. Yeah, and and so that's an interesting little move. And they got rid of Danny uh, Ainge, who sucked, <laughs> in my opinion. Well, I, I, well, I mean. They yeah they they got the one ring and then he's been you know all those they got the one ring by fleecing the the Nets on like the worst deal of 
you know, like all time. Well, they didn't get anything for it though. Like they didn't get for that deal. They didn't all those picks. Or probably after the ring, the the fleecing of the nets, I should say. Yeah, the fleecing of the nets. Like everybody makes a big deal about Ainge, and it's like, yeah, you fleece the nets, like. Yeah. Yeah. And then you had you had. It's like you had the poker hand of the century too, and and you can't do anything with it. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's kind of like it's kind of like what OKC's got right now. And and, 9, 000, and honestly, 9, I think the age story. I want to I want to see kind of like how he falls out if he if he stands up to the next like the my pillow guy, you know, at a, at a Trump rally at some point oh, in time. Yeah, oh yeah. Because oh, and, yeah. and honestly, I think that's why he's out. To be perfectly honest, those comments you can't make those comments and not pe- have people know what you are. Like right, right, right. And 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 who wants to go play for that guy? Right. Yeah. <laughs> You're out, Stevens. Yeah. You want you don't want to be coach anymore because coaches have a short lifespan. I get it. You're in. You know, and Adoka, you're in. Terry Stott's yeah. out. That would actually be the interesting grab, but I don't know if those three jobs are interesting for him. You know, New Orleans, you want to be the sacrificial land in Atlanta, New, New Orleans, Washington, not a good job. Orlando, eh. Stotts, Stotts needs to take a, uh, a year off. To, yeah. Keep his brand really value high. Go get a good job. Do some TV, maybe. Unless. Unless the Milwaukee job comes open. <laughs> <laughs> After they win a championship? <laughs> After they win a championship. <laughs> then I would take that one, you know. But <laughs> that, that'd be, the, that'd be the, the one. But, yeah, he could get the brand back up. He's leaving. You know, it's not like uh, anybody's got bad things to say about him. He's a nice guy, you know. And so, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But I would definitely – taking a year off i think van gundy's done forever this was the last this was the last year off yeah yeah it's uh it's too bad because i kind of wanted to see a little bit more stan van on the sidelines just for the hilarity factor um yeah but he's he's funny on tv too because he just he can't help himself he's just funny well that was that was (laughs) that led to his downfall in new orleans (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna miss the quotes man because at the end of a late night you know and you're just like on that 10th ap recap and you're like oh this sucks (laughs) to get a stan van gem is uh is nice all right well we covered it all cause uh we kept it underneath 90 minutes that's uh always a good goal for us we had to we had to get you know we had to get the people back on track hey face it you there's guys on on am radio that do four hours you know every day every day you guys can handle two hours of cause and brew come on Everybody's working from home now, so it's not like it's not like we got to fit it into a car ride. You're at home, listen to the whole damn show. Everybody quit their jobs anyway, so says the newspaper. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. That totally People gets delivered to, to my house, and I pick it up and I read it every day. People don't want to work; they want to they want to listen to Cosmic Brew all day, baby. Hell yeah! You know it. Um, <laughs> so uh, that'll do it for this show. We will try to keep these going. Um, it's really hard, you know, with uh, two surgeries that I've been through, and I know you got stuff going on over there, cause. And uh, running the uh, the massive hoop ball empire is uh, it's exciting. You guys, I cannot wait to show you guys the stuff that's that's coming out this year. It is really off the chain. Um, and then uh, just want to offer condolences. Um, Gift to gab passed. I don't know if you heard that, cause that. Oh. Dude, dude, I heard that. That, like, oh, that hit me hard yesterday. Hard, oh, man. An outstanding MC, great performer. I think I've saw him twi- two or three times. 
I'm at different festivals, man. That one, yeah, that's a toughie. You, you, a toughie. One of the most, like coolest things was when he followed me on Twitter. I was just ah. like, I, I like, I was like, you know, getting all gaga goo goo. Um, yeah. yeah, their their yeah. music inspired so many people. Him and all of you know, Quantum Soul Sides, I'm Soul Sides collective. Um, Dies at the age of 50, but leaves behind an incredible legacy. So uh, rest in peace, Gift of Gab. Yeah. And uh, all y'all out there, enjoy the basketball. It has been an amazing NBA playoffs, and it figures to be so the rest of the way. So it seems. Another one's in the books. Peace. Peace.